Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! be a Friday because Rajim is feeling flexible. He showed me his new Air Force Ones. Always got stylish kicks. That's why I like hanging out with this guy. It's Nuanas now. Hope you're ready to hang out with us. It's going to be a fun show today. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me as he hey. does each and every Friday. Got a lot to get to today, so let's start rolling. If you want to stream the show, listen live, your laptop, your tablet, Whatever, 1029ESPN.com. You want to call us or text us, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brother RV phone line. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. The Hall of Fame game was last night. The true return of football. I couldn't believe preseason football on live on the television. So we're going to talk NFL. Rajim prepared some questions actually for last week's show that we didn't get to. So he has some questions about the league. We're going to also talk about Josh Allen's enormous new deal. uh, One that is unprecedented, particularly for a small market team like the Buffalo Bills. We're also going to talk about the changing landscape of the NBA. What we think of the Los Angeles Lakers, buying or selling, plus all the other moves that have been made in NBA free agency. We have an 
uh, update on the American Legion Regional Baseball Tournament. Both the Helena Senators and the Billings Royals there. The Royals are out. The Senators remain alive. So uh, we'll give you an update there as well. And then we're also going to talk a little Big Sky football. Rajim is uh, a guy that is engaged in Big Sky football, but he's getting back into it now that it's been a couple years away. So he actually has some questions for me. So I'll give you some of my analysis of Big Sky football. We'll also talk about, uh, again, something we've been talking about for a long time, conference realignment. How will it affect uh, the Big Sky conference? It's not going to be now, but it is going to be someday that it's going to affect them at some point. So let's get rolling on it. Oh, uh, well, and then, of course, we're going to talk Olympics as well. First and foremost, though, it is a Friday. I'm all jacked up because I already drank three-quarters of my iced Americano. Rajim's got his uh, hot espresso, as he always does, his hot Americano. That's right. Forest Coffee Company, we do this every Friday. Drink a little cup of joe during the show. It's a Friday, so you can stay up late. No matter where you're at in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. So go hit them up. Go check them out today. I was so happy to see some NFL action on my TV last night. I know that it was, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame game never has much uh, substance to it because it is the first NFL preseason game of the year. And, uh, you know, last night, Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, not much really to, to watch or analyze, but it was just good to see that back in the fold. And so then uh, that was sort of the impetus towards realizing that, we better start rolling hard on all our NFL stuff because the season is just right around the corner. So it's here. Tease for later on. We're going to kind of double this up. Sean Rainey is going to actually swing by on Monday instead of his normal Wednesday. He's uh, he's feeling very um, good about himself. He's going to Rock Creek Cattle Company for a little golf round on Wednesday. So he'll be uh, not here on Wednesday. But Sean will swing by on Monday, and that will be the first. Uh, he'll, he'll appear here on Nuanas now. Uh, at least three or maybe four times uh, this month uh, leading up to the NFL season. So we'll break down division by division. And then however we break it down or whatever remaining questions we have, Rajim will then contribute to that later on in the week Let's go. Uh, on Friday as well. So, uh, Rajim, I know you prepared some questions for last week's show. So let's get it rolling. Tell me what you got. Well, it's it's that time of the year where every NFL football lover starts having these questions. What's going on? Who's who? How are trades going to uh, pan out? How are, uh, how are draft picks going to pan out? Sometimes, if at all. And just the carousel of quarterbacks and just everything that the NFL encompasses. And as you said, I did my homework last week. So I want to start there, as most anyone does in the NFL. Is You either start with the prima donnas or you start with the pretty boys at the quarterback helm. And for me, it's what quarterback jobs are at stake and why? We have a lot of uncertainty at, at key positions across the landscape of the NFL. We have trades. We have guys that are vying for spots. We have draft picks, you know, trying to battle out with old veterans. And there's there are a lot of quarterback uh, situations out there right now, Coulter, that, that need paid attention to because that impacts fantasy, it impacts ratings, and it impacts the fans. So let's start with who, – who do you want to start with then? Because uh, I think that you're right. There is – uh, several quarterback situations across the NFL that are compelling. I also think that th- this is one of, I think, the, one of the most undertold storylines in the league. I think when you get an adequate to above average starting quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing that can happen to your franchise because you're going to keep them because you don't want to draft unless you, unless you somehow have a horrific year that gets you in a draft position to draft a new young elite guy. You're going to keep them because it's the hardest position in sports to find an elite guy. But if they're not quite elite, then you just get stuck. 
We've seen it with Minnesota. We've seen it with Dallas. We've seen it with... Uh, San Fran. I mean, the Lions paid Matt Stafford all the money in the world, and it handcuffed him forever. And Matt, it's not to no fault of Stafford's, because I actually think Stafford's good. I think Absolutely. I think he's primed for a big year this year. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you get, like, the Matt Ryans of the world. Matt Ryan had the one year with Kyle Shanahan where he caught lightning in a bottle. He was the NFL MVP. They went to the Super Bowl. But... That performance then made Atlanta give him a big contract, and the contract then leads to your franchise not having nearly the amount of resources. And so I think when you get stuck with a Matt Ryan or a Kirk Cousins or a Dak Prescott or a Matt Stafford, you're stuck. Because, you're stuck because they're not Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and those are the and Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only guys that can actually win it for you consistently. So uh, you know, let's let's start with a situation like that along those lines. Let's go. Let's start in the Bay. You got Jimmy G. Yep. And you got Trey Lance. Jimmy G has done enough to keep his job there, but he hasn't done enough to kind of make the you know the brass say we believe in you. Henceforth, the draft uh, the drafting of Trey Lance. This kid, talk about lighting in a bottle, has all the physical attributes, has all of the, you know, today's football knowledge and physical uh, skills. But Jimmy G, again, has not done enough to not lose his job, but the boy can't stay healthy and on the field. And if you're not on the field, you're not producing. And that's just the bottom line. Do you, uh, do you... See, but I, I think that Garoppolo is sort of an example of what I'm talking about, because I don't, like... Objectively, Garoppolo is not as good as any of those guys I just named. He's, he's Correct. He's better than Kirk Cousins. That's just my personal feeling. I hate Kirk Cousins. I know you do. I know you. Leave, uh, leave uh, KC alone. But but if you're on a team like the 49ers, that the quarterback is not the reason. Your identity is not to have the quarterback win you the game. Mm-hmm. Then Jimmy G is better than a lot of those guys because he costs less. You know what I'm saying? He does. He costs less, but he costs more. When you're talking about the Niners, let's just talk about that franchise. You're not winning. You're losing money by the day. You're you're you're, you're in one of the best media markets in America for football. And right now, Jimmy G to me is 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 on that teeter totter in the playground. Like, buddy, you're either going to stay and rise above and stay healthy, or you're going to crash down to earth and and exit your way out of the bay. So to me, that's one of those quarterback controversies that needs to be closely watched, especially with his lack of health history. Sure, you get a guy like Trey Lance come in there, and he changes everything you can do on the field physically. Yep. So right now, um, you know, just starting up with the with the quarterback back carousels, the Niners is a good place to start. Well, and Trey Lance, too, is going to breed a narrative instantly because he, they traded up to get him. He was the number three overall pick. Yep. There's obviously going to be a lot of talking points about him as an FCS guy. Mm-hmm. He is coming into the league as the least experienced quarterback in the history of the NFL because of the COVID year and his delayed eligibility. He redshirted at North Dakota State. So the rule is you have to be three years removed from your senior year of high school to enter the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance got a redshirt year and a COVID year, so he only played one year. We've never seen a guy who only played one and only had one season of eligibility to play to go to the NFL as a quarterback. So he has less reps than anybody in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. So you can say on one hand that makes him raw, ton of upside. He's not, he's not as battered, not as much tread uh, on the tires that's been worn away. And you can also say that he's uh, pliable, moldable, but then you can also say he doesn't have the game reps. So, But what I'm getting at, though, is that you have a solid guy, and I think that on the surface it seems, okay, you can roll with Jimmy G until Trey Lance is ready. But in the system that they run with all of the tight end motions and the fullbacks and all that stuff, the system is pretty darn catered toward a – young athletic quarterback being able to thrive early. So when does that start? You talked about the media market. When does that start? That's why Cam Newton had such a hard time finding a home. 
It's why, in my opinion, it's besides with the pol- the politics and the protests aside, it's the number one reason Colin Kaepernick has not find, found a home either. Because when you have Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick and th- their intention is to be your backup, you have a distraction every single day. Oh, you have you have toxic situations in your locker room. You've got and the media are asking. I mean, Cam feeding Newton, off of it. Cam Newton's your backup quarterback. You have a sidebar in the newspaper every single day about Cam Newton. Every oh, single day. Absolutely. There's just and and let's just segue into that. Cam Newton is kind of an enigma to himself due to a variety of things. But uh, there, there's a there's my next spot on the map in the, of the NFL to talk about. So you got you got Cam versus Mac Jones versus Jared Stidham. You got the three headed Hydra here. You have Cam, who is a proven commodity and when healthy, can win you games. Uh, you know, guys actually love playing with Cam and love playing for him. Like, he's a he's a locker room guy that people have tended to rally around uh, historically, regardless of his outward persona to the media and the rest of society. Yep. Um, but again, due to his COVID year and not uh, being able to stay healthy and sometimes his unwillingness to absorb a playbook, you, you, you have an enigma in this guy. Physically ready, mentally immature. Socially awkward at times, but still loved. So you have you have this really. I know I see you shaking your head back and forth because that's exactly oh, what I do when I think about Cam Newton I just, myself. I just think that Cam Newton. How do you even say this? Cam Newton is one of the hardest characters in sports to analyze because the only way to really analyze it is to be as real as you possibly can. And a lot of the the ways of talking real about him, you can't really say on the radio without getting yourself in trouble. Oh, absolutely. You need to listen to the Cam Chronicles. It's a it's a podcast all about just the, the arc of Cam Newton's career. Going back to Auburn? Going all the way back to okay. Auburn. Actually going all the way back to Florida. I was going to say, okay, even even more of a narrative to, to, to explore. It, it, there's, there's just so much there, man. I mean, the the... Issue's the wrong word. Just the, the the dynamic, the detail of race is so big with Huge. Cam Newton. Huge. You mentioned that he's he's sort of awkward in his public persona. But that's because he's he's been trying to hone what he thinks that like mainstream media wants him to be for so long. Mm-hmm. Rather than just being himself, and what himself is, I think he's always thought wouldn't be broadly appealing. Right, and and right now it's be yourself before you're by yourself, my friend. That's right. And 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 what? <laughs> here's what I think about with Cam Newton. When I look at Cam Newton, Cam Newton's got the edge of Westbrook, but he's trying to have the likability of a LeBron. Sure, you can't you can't be the saint and the martyr. You can't be the hero and the villain. And trying to find a happy medium for a person of his ilk that's going to drive you nuts. And that's why we see Cam break down because he can't trying to live in both worlds will split the most sane person in half. Well, and the fact that he was in Carolina too, yeah, was an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. just because of the. The socioeconomic di- dynamics of the state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that Cam Newton, I mean, he's from Atlanta. True. If Cam Newton went back to Atlanta, Cam Newton is the folk hero, the cult hero of all heroes. His persona and what he should be about would fit perfectly in Atlanta. Perfect. And Matt Ryan's on his way out. For sure. But, yeah, I, I, I think send him back home. He becomes a bit more comfortable. Um, I don't feel like the Northeast a good fit for him personally or professionally. No question. And um, I don't know. It's just it's it's it, that's a tough sell. But I think he should win out. And then going back to San Francisco, Jimmy G will win out that that battle out in San Francisco. And there in the North Northeast, um, Cam should beat out uh, Stidham and Jones 
handily if he can stay healthy. Nuanez now, Rajim Seabrook joining me, Colter Nuanez in studio. It's the Northwest Motorsports Studio talking all things NFL. Okay, is there any other uh, unsettled quarterback situations? We can go down south, man. New Orleans. We have Jameis Winston, Old Jabu. Mr. Crab Legs himself, and then versus Taysom Hill, who's a dynamic athlete, not necessarily NFL caliber quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston's, is, you know, trying to come back a, a, along the redemption trail, and then Taysom Hill is trying to establish himself as 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 a bona fide starter. So we have a very interesting and different dynamics in athletic abilities. I love the story of Taysom Hill. Me too. From Pocatello, Idaho. I mean, the guy suffered as many devastating injuries in college as uh, pretty much anybody ever. He also was, for better or worse, if you are a transcendent talent at quarterback for BYU, you get tagged as the golden boy, and that comes with an immense amount of pressure. And we've seen guys like Steve Young fulfill uh, the, the the best of the best. He he fulfilled the narrative that he was going to be you know the savior and and the and the next coming and all those things. But then we've seen guys like Ty Detmer not be able to do it. Throw for a million yards, win the Heisman in college. No, not so much. Can't make get the, the cut. NFL. Yeah, but I think that I, I love Taysom Hill's story. I love his athleticism, his and uh, the diversity he brings to a football team. Mm-hmm. That said, I think he's the most overpaid player in the NFL. Woo! They, I mean, they just signed him to what did he get? One year, eighteen million. Yeah, with and then but with incentives and like playing time, it's like twenty one or something. It's 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 crazy for a guy who's not a proven commodity consistently. He's a gimmick player at Taysom best. Taysom Hill threw one hundred and twenty one passes last year. He has like less than five hundred total offensive touches. I mean. Before this, before last year, when Drew Brees got hurt, he'd thrown 13 total passes in two seasons. Last year, he had 87 rushes for 457 yards and eight touchdowns. That's very good. That's pretty good. But I'm saying this guy has 181 touches from scrimmage and has thrown 134 passes. So that, I mean, he's been involved in less than 500 offensive plays, and he's getting paid 18 million dollars. It's a lot of loot. It's a lot of loot. I. <laughs> <laughs> I know loyal listeners of this show probably think that sometimes uh, when I dig my heels in on certain things, it's annoying. But I just, that's just the way that I am. Jameis Winston set the NFL record for interceptions in a single season. I still think Jameis Winston is a good to, a, to above average to maybe even really good NFL quarterback. To me, setting the interception record is at the same time, detrimental to your team, obviously. But he's taking the shots. Exactly. That's he has where the mentality to do it. Exactly. He has the mentality to go be a killer and go make the big play. And so I'm not out on Jameis Winston yet. I'm not out on him either. And I like the mentality. Uh, Brett Favre was much the same way, especially in the latter half of his career. High risk, high reward. And you're going to... Miss 100% of the shots you never take, and Jameis is not that guy. I like what he wants to do. He has the weapons around him to be effective. He's got the coaching staff to, uh, I don't know, help him catch up and hone in on his craft. My thing with Jameis is are you mentally and emotionally mature enough to, to get out of your own way when things aren't going your way? Uh, and, and is New Orleans going to be, especially coming off the heels of Drew Brees' retirement, yep. is New Orleans as a city, a community organization, going to be patient enough for a guy like Jameis after having so many great years with Drew Brees? Well, the other thing that's going to help Jameis Winston so much is Bruce Arians is a proven quarterback coach. Bruce Arians is Absolutely. A, I mean, he coached Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning. You know, obviously Tom Brady, although I don't think he has any uh, deserves any credit for developing Tom Brady. But Arians can coach. 
Mm. He also, though, is such a swashbuckler, dislike Winston. So those guys were toxic, the wrong word, but volatile for each other. Good word. Sean Payton is going to... Sean Payton is going to get the best out of James Winston if there is a best to get. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like th- He's going to call something out if something is there to be called. And if, Winst- if Winston isn't, if he can't succeed with Sean Payton, then he's, then, he's th- done. Th- that's it. He's done. It is his last opportunity, though, for sure. See ya. All right, who else has got quarterback? I got two more, man. Right, do, right. And, and for the sake of time, do we want to go to the Rocky Mountains or do we want to go to the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan? Well, let's go to both. Let's, let's start. All right, well, I'll, we'll, we'll go east and then head west. Chicago, you got Andy, you know, the rifle Dalton just versus Justin Fields versus Nick. I have no more bones in my body. Foles. Um, Chicago, man, it, that's a hot mess. They, they, they gave away the draft. Thank you to the New York Giants. They, they, they... They have no one at the helm. They have not had a quarterback since Jim McMahon, personally. Or Cordell Stewart. I'll give you that one. Here's a... This is called a hot mess. This is called a dumpster fire that a bum would not want to heat his hands by. See, I just think they should just not even screw around. Just roll. Just roll. It's Justin Fields, man. Period. Period. Take your lumps. Take your lumps. Why would you really want to take your lumps with Andy Dalton? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. You're gonna, your your ceiling is mediocrity, whereas Fields will maybe be mediocre at the beginning, but you got to give him the opportunity. I think Justin Fields is one of the mis, most misjudged quarterback prospects. I think he's right in line with Justin Herbert, man. I think that I think so too. Fields Fields has been under the spotlight for so long mm-hmm. that people over-scrutinize him. They Agreed. For, they forget that this dude was 50 touchdowns and two picks when he was a sophomore at Ohio State. Even last year, he had great numbers, but people started picking him apart because they had seen so many games of his. That's what happens when you're on primetime TV all the time. Well, guess what? Why are they showing you on primetime TV all the time? Because you're that good. Exactly. So the dude was the number one recruit in the country. He's had all this uh, exposure ever since he was young, young guy. Yep. I know that he has a little bit of an enigmatic personality, but... Perfect for Chicago. And all that aside, I mean, the dude is... I mean, he's poor man's Deshaun Watson. Justin Fields, to me, I think Justin Fields is so nice. He's really good. He's better than Andy Dalton, and he's better than Nick Foles' old broken bones. (laughs) Come on, son. Like, how are you... Andy Dalton, you weren't good at all last year. Like, and you were in a position in Dallas to be good. Like, you you had, granted, they had some woes on the defensive side of the ball. But to me, Andy Dalton, your best years were when you were connecting with A.J. Green. Thanks for the fantasy points seven, eight years ago, homeboy. But the here and now, with the way the game is played, he cannot move. He is not built for what uh, Chicago wants to do offensively. You're looking at fumbles, quarterback sacks, and as we know with Andy Dalton, a lot of picks because the boy can't see pressure if it was smacking him in his chin. Text from my brother, Brooks, who uh, co-hosted with me on Monday. Great pleasure having him in studio. But uh, he says, Bears, they open up at the Rams. Then they play the Bengals at Ouch. home. And then they're at the Browns. Good defenses. He said, uh, "That's it's a great point. He said, you play Dalton the first three because you don't want Fields to get gun shy. You can't let Fields go play his first NFL game against Aaron Donald. And then his third one against Miles Garrett. So let Dalton play for three weeks. And Javian Clowney. Exactly. And then, and then <laughs> so let... let let Dalton play for three weeks, get fields ready, and then roll with him. I like it. I like it. The Nuanos brothers, the fountain of information, the cornucopia of quips, runs deep, kids. Okay, so then take me up. Uh, so then take me where else we got to go? For Drew, the- uh, we, we're going to Denver, right here in the Rocky Mountains. Drew Locke versus Teddy One Glove Bridgewater. It's got to be Teddy One It's got to be Teddy. It's got to be Teddy. But Teddy, like some of these other quarterbacks, can you stay healthy, son? 
you got to stay off your back in this league to be able to be productive. And he spends a lot of time on his back. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook Yo. in the studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. All right, so there's the quarterbacks. I do think that there uh, might be a couple other quarterback situations in the league, but we'll continue to talk about this throughout yes, sir. Uh, the upcoming week and yes, the upcoming sir. months and then all of that. What else you got? What are your other big NFL question marks? This is for my son. This is for the little, little, yeah, Q. little, uh, you, yeah, big Q. So little. I saw, I saw Q the other day. Hadn't seen him in a little while. He's, you know, a little shy because he hasn't seen me in a little while. I'm scary. He got a big beard. <laughs> but you'd been bragging him up, talking about football. And I was like, hey, I heard you're killing it on the football field. And he goes, yeah. Like he just, like, he's like, yeah, of course I am. Like yeah. it, it wasn't even like cool or like excited. Hell yeah. He was just like, yep. <laughs> cool. I, he, my son is a very shy, very like low key guy, like very straightforward. Very straight, but very straightforward. Um, and the things that he does well, he's very confident in. Yeah, and it's good. He uh, he was wowing people at Spartan camp. Like I wish Dane Oliver was here. Kids were missing, like straight falling on their faces in front <laughs> of him. Like heads and feet were switching positions on the field. But we talked about it, and we talked about the NFL. And he goes, Dad, if you know, you get the questions. He goes. Can we just talk about the five most thrilling football? Because you know kids like the thrills and chills. Sure. And he goes, who are the five most thrilling football players in the NFL? All right. And that's my question to you, brother. All right. I, I say uh, number one is Kyler Murray. Ooh, that's a good one. I I don't think that he's the best among the thrilling guys. He's just legitimately five foot nine, and he's, he's a so runner. He's so fast, and his legs, his short little legs, are just moving so fast. Every single time he's in the open field, you're like, is this it? Is he going to die? He might die. He's going to die. No, he's not. They can't catch him. What's going to happen? He's out of bounds. You can't hit what you can't. You can't hit what you can't catch. Yep. No, he is he not the roadrunner? Like if, if it had to be a Warner Brothers cartoon, he is the roadrunner. If you're talking about just the pure like God given gifts, like when you when you're gauging athleticism based on just pure gifts. With the exception of height, he has to be considered one of the greatest athletes on planet Earth, right? Like there is Period. there is nobody that can throw the ball like that while also being able mm-hmm. to run like that. I mean, he's one of the fastest players in the league. He's one of the quickest dudes. Like his feet don't touch the ground. And then the fact that he throws 95 in baseball and can also play center field and hit 300 is just sends it over the top. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's number one. Give me number two, brother. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. That, and my son is going to kill me for not making him number one. Yeah. But this is your list. Hey, so sure. we can't get mad at that. Sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson has to be up there. Right up there. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I thought that they would figure him out after his outstanding MVP year a couple years ago. And Good they, luck. They just haven't. Good luck. At all. We're sort of getting numb to it because it's becoming so consistent, but you have to put Patrick Mahomes on the list. Without a, without a doubt. I mean, he still makes throws that you just without can't. Without a doubt. You can't even believe. And who else is going to be on that list, man? There's a bunch. Man. There's so many. The most thrilling players in the league. When healthy Saquon is exciting. Oh, man. He's ridiculous. Uh, 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 D. Hopkins. <laughs> he's just ridiculous. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Can't take that away from him. Uh, there's there's so many magical guys, but I had to ask that question for the kids, for my man. It's like ODB. Got to do it for the kids. Got to love it. Yeah, man. Here's what we're going to do. Yes, sir. Well, you also you also have to. What other one that I just thought of? Who? Alvin Kamara. Oh, he, yeah, he's he's fun. Alvin Kamara. See, I love anybody that does it different. Tommy and I were talking about the greatest guitar players of all time, and I threw a, I threw a, I threw a couple guys in there only because 
there's no doubt who's playing the guitar when they're playing the guitar. No one else can make a guitar sound like that. Santana, Eddie Van Halen, Mark Knopfler. Those are the three I said. Prince. For sure. No, they, they play the guitar like no one else can play. Totally. Joe Satriani. I'm sorry, I digress. Alvin Kamara, though, he does it like nobody else. The way he stops and shimmies and he, he almost has the Barry Sanders dead leg, but he's he's so much taller than that. He Alvin Kamara does he does it like no one else. He has combat. If if we can break down the the, the body uh, of of Alvin Kamara, you know who he reminds me of. Sometimes when he runs, he strides like Robert Smith. Can you can you feel me on that? I love me some Robert. I loved Robert Smith, but he sometimes before he hits that top speed, he strides more than he runs. Yeah. And Robert Smith was that deceptive strider. Like you don't think he's moving fast until you try to catch him, and he literally strides right by you. And I like AK for that reason. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna take a little break, a little resty we're rest, come back and talk some NBA. But we're gonna circle back around to the NFL in hour number two. So a lot to get to: NBA coming up, American Legion baseball. Some Big Sky Conference football and some more NFL. Keep it right here. ESPN Missoula. Nuanas now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's speculation season, a.k.a. the offseason in the NBA. Welcome back. Nuana is now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount, so go check them out today. You can also visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Rajib Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. You want to get a... Uh, a hold of us or be a part of the show, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. All right, let's talk some NBA. First and foremost, the news of the day, Kevin Durant planning to sign a four-year, $198 million extension with the Brooklyn Nets. That's right, four years, $198 million. How numb are we getting to these things, the fact that uh, you're just like, oh, it's not even a $200 million contract. Weird. And then you realize this is a $50 million a year deal. Unbelievable. To play a game, I don't know what's more gaudy, that or Josh Allen's. 
258 million. 258 million. 258 million for Josh Allen, 150 guaranteed. Right, and this is this is where you and I might fall off the rails because as much as I love sports, mm-hmm. I hate this. I, I hate seeing that amount of money go to one person for playing a game. But it, it's all business, though. It is. I get it. it it's all proportional. It, 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 it is. Here's the, here's the thing about professional sports, and this is the argument I would make to you. All of the other comparable businesses in the country that are owned by or run by corporations right. are not paying their workers nearly fair wages in terms of the oh. what amount their workers produce. produce for them. Oh, absolutely. It's horrible. These guys, I mean, $50 million is a drop in the bucket for the True. Brooklyn Nets compared to how much money they make off Kevin Durant. I mean, you could truly argue during Michael Jordan's prime or LeBron James's prime, $100 million is a good deal for those guys. Right. Because you're on national TV 40 times yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James is worth whatever the amount of money that there is to be paid. Period. I mean, the fountain just keeps getting, the pool is just, it's it's it, the depths are unreal. I just, as much as I love sports and I look at, you know, what people actually do to help the world and community. Sports are fun. They're entertaining. But they don't really do an impact the way, say, a teacher does. No question. And it's just hard sometimes to look at that. $258 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of food for people. That's a lot of... No question. That's a lot of books. That's a, that's a lot of teacher salaries that could be paid. It's just, as much as I love sports, this is kind of where my, I, my bump up starts. Just because of... The savage inequalities and disparity for other people. That's all. And I'll let that go. Getting off the soapbox. It's the inner social worker. Mm-hmm, Sorry, mm-hmm. man. You know, I love the people, man. 100%, man. 100%. A lot of these guys do great things with their money. They give back to their communities. Uh, they're great advocates for uh, the places in, they came from and the people they grew up with. So, I don't know. It's a good platform. But I do agree that there's a sort of skewed nature to all of this. Just a little bit. It's, it's all good. I, I'm, I ain't hating. Let's talk... Free agents that are yet to, that are yet to go somewhere. We talked about Russell Westbrook. My surprise because I had no idea that that had even happened during. Last I'm Friday still baffled show. by that one, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first and the last time. And not only did I get to witness it, but I was part of it. <laughs> That's great. That's it, man. That's it. If there's ever a trivia question about you that had like some big news, that was it. And I'll bring it up on a wing at Wednesday in like four years. I love it. Let's do it. So there's a couple guys that. Uh, are at least sort of on the market that are going to have huge impacts on the way the rest of the dominoes fall. Kawhi oh, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard opted out for the Los Angeles Lakers. See ya. But he is allegedly, according to sources today, going to stay. He's he stayed. He decided to yeah. return to the Los Angeles Clippers. He declined his $36 million option, but now it sounds like he might sign an extension. So, uh, What do you think of the Clippers running it back? Because this experiment, which was to unload every future asset that the franchise had at their disposal, uh, hasn't worked. They haven't even gotten to the conference finals. So where do you go from here for Los Angeles? I don't know, man. Do they have enough money to bring anyone else aboard? Um, They're going to have to do something. Because right now, if you look at the West Coast, uh, the Western Conference, like, People are people are loading up. They're they're talking to people. You got people like Chris Paul wanting to stay. Uh, there's a there's there's some action going on literally cross town with the L.A. Lakers signing a guy we're going to talk about here in a minute. Uh, stakes are high right now, man. Stakes are really really high, and the Clippers. Uh, 
much like their previous owner, Mr. Silver, has painted themselves into a corner. Um, there's no money to spend. It's not that attractive of a market to want to go and play, especially with the pieces that are not there. And with the, no, not having the financial uh, luxuries to, to add anything either. I'm just sort of stuck. It's very clear at this point that Paul George is not a number one. I think everybody knows that. He's clearly a number two. But can he be Kawhi Leonard's number two? I'm not sure there either. I think Reggie Jackson was actually a great breakout star in the playoffs. Reggie Jackson got re-upped today, by the way. Yes. Uh, he's, He's a serviceable to pretty good NBA point guard. Terrence Mann had his moment in the sun for a, a brief bit, too. Nicholas Batum, I mean, we talk about Batum, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. That should give you among the best perimeter defense in the league, but they don't really have anybody to protect the rim. It's, no. just, it's just a weird team. It's a weird team and a lot of similar styles that aren't necessarily complementary or, or too much of the same thing. The other thing, Paul George, man, for me, where's his heart? Like, where's my man's heart? Like, there's just, there's a certain nonverbal that he just doesn't give off that says, hey, I want to play and I want to be here. He's just kind of ho-hums me. Like, he's just underwhelming. It's too bad for him, too, because he is a really good player. He just happens to consistently fold on the biggest stage. And that's never what you want to do if you were a uh, burgeoning NBA superstar. Nuwana is now 1290 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook. In studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. The other guy that's on the open market is Ben Simmons. I am so stuck on Ben Simmons because I think it's uh, almost unacceptable that he can't shoot. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> at all, yeah. But I still think that there is no question a spot for Ben Simmons. And you also can't hate on Ben Simmons because despite his shooting flaws... You can't hate on the shooting flaws. There's no question. But besides that, though, he is among, if not the best perimeter defenders in the entire NBA. And he is certainly certainly the best perimeter defender of a man his size, maybe in the history of the NBA. There's nobody 6'10 or taller that's been able to guard on the perimeter like Ben Simmons. I mean, he, he can truly guard LeBron James. He can truly guard Kawhi Leonard. But he can also truly guard Anthony Davis. That is an unbelievable circumstance. I know the exact fit that I think that Ben Simmons should make. Where? But what do you think? I I don't know, man. Give me a minute. Ben Simmons, like, he fits everywhere and he fits nowhere at the same time. You know what I mean? I do. And he's he's the Riddler for me. That should be his new moniker. The Riddler. The Riddler, man. Yeah. Ben Simmons to the New Orleans Pelicans. Give me Ben Simmons and Zion. Trade him for Lonzo Ball. You're, lo- you're losing that deal talent-wise if you're the 76ers? You do, but you... You can get some other pieces, though. You get some other pieces that fit in better, and then Zion takes off with Fitzsimmons there. And that defense inside out, that that becomes, actually, the more I think about it, that's that's almost sexy. It's almost sexy. Almost sexy. The New Orleans Pelicans that are I such like a- that. Think about... Here's the thing. Joel Embiid's a half-court player. Absolutely. So, so Simmons has to dump it into Embiid and then... And not move. The other team can just double Embiid because Simmons can't shoot. Shoot, yeah. If you're playing in New Orleans, Zion does nothing but fill the lane. Now Simmons can get out and transition. And he move. Can, he can get the ball going. And move. I like it. If you run I like a, it. If you run and gun with Simmons, I just think that's good. But you could also take a lot of... Uh, stress off of Zion Williamson Zion. because of Zip, Simmons' ability to 
play defense. Well, then that also that creates a lot of trailer opportunities too. Because if he's if he he's such a good perimeter defender, and then you know once he pokes that ball away, Zion runs the floor really well for a big dude. That's just that's uh that's that's running gun all day, especially from a defensive perspective going on the offensive side. I like it. I like your brain, brother. Almost as handsome as those shoes you're wearing today. <laughs> Gotta love it. They're not custom-made Air Force Ones, but they are some sort of fancy Italian shoes. So hey, whenever Rajim's coming in studio, I know I gotta pick up my shoe game. You know, hey man. Elevate the standard. This was, I was talking about this with my buddies the other night. Some guys are into fashion shoes like that. Yeah. It's getting more antiquated that that's a thing, though. So many guys aren't into that stuff. They think it's weird or girly or a waste of money. And it's like, bro, you got to look fresh. Fresh dressed like a million bucks. See, but this is where I used to always battle with uh, my former co-host. Oh, oh, buddy. Like, me standing Mr. next to Ryan. Mr. Is, Gus Tutel. Who finds his clothes in his gutter. <laughs> like, literally cares less about fashion than anybody of all time. Could you imagine Ryan living in, like, Nebraska or Kansas? Oh. Like, after every hurricane, he like, walk around. Hey, there's a nice shirt right the there. Only, the only sort of stylish thing he owns, he owns these navy and yellow plaid pants. Well, he'll wear them. Yes. He'll wear them with like a black Project 86 shirt, his belly hanging out, and then his and big a old busted pair of hiking boots. Hiking boots. <laughs> we're walking in Sentinel High School one day. We're going to go interview some kids. Every kid, every high school kid's looking at him like, "Who is this dude? What are these pants, man?" <laughs> looking like Patch Adams. <laughs> uh, Tutel, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. We miss you, Gus. Gus. He might be making his way back to these this neck of the woods. No promises, but if he does. I'm making him sit in that chair at least for a brief moment in time and give us an update on all his travels. It's <laughs> new on us now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Hey, need a new gym? Or maybe uh, you want to go check out a new gym here in town? Go to Vertex Fitness. Vertex Fitness is where the source used to be. It's the same building, uh, but new ownership and a whole new vision. Vertex Fitness wants you to nurture your inner athlete. And uh, they have a whole bunch of ways to do that. They have a bunch of stairs you can run. And they also have a great track. It's one of the best places in Missoula with a track. The yoga and the, uh, the group fitness classes on the third floor are awesome. You can also go hang out on the third floor, which is like a rooftop patio, which gives it an interesting vibe. Uh, it's affordable. It's no contracts. So there's all sorts of stuff going on at Vertex Fitness. But also, this is what makes it unique. They have an awesome bistro the apex bistro which has a beer and wine license so they're serving beer and wine there at vertex fitness and right now they got an espn special going on on friday so between four and seven go in there ask for the espn special and they'll hook you up uh you'll get uh, a specialty beer and or glass of wine so go check out apex bistro at vertex fitness today What's going on with the American Legion Northwest Regional Baseball Tournament? We'll give you an update on that and also have a little discussion on why are these kids only allowed to play Legion? Why is there no high school baseball in Montana? More on that next here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Two point nine ESPN Radio Missoula. Oh. Oh. 
checker. Swinging sword lecture, closing down the sector. Supreme neck protector, better want him, kid, Mr. Mepsa. Falling pop, about to blow his lid from the pressure. Too hot for TV, for sheezy. Too many wanna be hard, be easy. It's all in together, going all out together. It don't take much to please me. Still, homes I'm never satisfied like the stones. We don't condone writing, see them selling crossbones. Protecting what I'm writing, don't clash with the titan. Who blasts with a license to kill to cow. Gotta love it. Method Man Son. bringing you back. Son, like I just, I just have, I could just, to cow, that's all I hear in my head right that's now. Right, I can't man. say what I want to say, but my man Tommy just set the tone. Let's get the metronome, open up the phones, ain't ready to go home. Let's go, baby. Speaking of phones, uh, the Snowan is now, 102.90 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter hey. Duanez. A text from one of our listeners just said, Cam Newton is washed. Well, it's my personal opinion that Cam Newton was hurt last year. Cam Newton looked darn good the first three weeks of the season. Then he started short-arming it. I'm not a doctor, whatever, but it just looked to me like he had some sort of AC joint or shoulder sort of injury, and uh, it's tough when you're a guy like Cam Newton to overcome those sort of things. We're going to get back into the NFL in hour number two, but first, time for our prep extra segment. We do this a couple times a week. It's presented proudly by former State Bank of Montana. You have no idea what your home might be worth. It might be worth more than ever right now. And maybe you do have a good idea. Either way, though, you can use the equity in your home to make a huge difference in your life. Pay off high-interest loans, finance a remodel, or build that addition you've always wanted. You can go start the process of a home equity loan at FarmersEbank.com. Farmer State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Prep Extra this week, all about American Legion baseball. How about the Helena Senators? The Helena Senators were pushed into the elimination round of the American Legion State Baseball Tournament after their second game. They played in six, the most in the entire tournament. They won three straight one-run games to then win the state championship, including beating the heavily favored Billings Royals in uh, the final elimination game, 7-5. to five. The Royals came into the tournament on a 20-game winning streak. They won two more to push the winning streak to 22, but then they fell to Helena, and uh, then they ended up losing the state championship game as well to Helena. So Helena state champions for the first time since 2003. But the Royals were so good, both these teams earned bids to the uh, Northwest Regional American Legion Baseball Tournament. Helena lost their first game, so their backs are against the wall. And look at them. They won another one and another one-run elimination game. They beat, uh, they won 1-0 today. And... Uh, Oh, it, it's, oh, excuse, excuse me. I, I got confused because it was, it was over Cheyenne, Wyoming. This is being played in Gillette, Wyoming. I was a little confused if they were playing the host. But they beat Cheyenne, Wyoming. So one nothing um, for the Helena Senators. And uh, pretty darn good for Helena to keep hanging on at the Northwest Regional. So congratulations to them. And we will continue to keep you up to date with what's going on. Uh, they're currently slated to play 4 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, so another elimination game upcoming for the... Uh, Helena Senators, but doing Montana proud at the Northwest Regional Baseball Tournament. You were asking me this before the show. Legion Baseball is the only show in town when it comes to baseball for kids over the age of 16 around Montana. I know there's a couple little burgeoning Babe Ruth sort of barnstorming type teams. Mm -hmm. Missoula Pioneers have been sort of uh, back and forth. I had a team when I was in high school with a bunch of guys from Frenchtown. 
and we would just go play in various tournaments and stuff, but we weren't doing the whole 90-game grind like the American Legion season does. Mm -hmm. But there's no high school baseball in Montana. Boo! I believe Montana and North Dakota are the only two states in the union that do not have high school baseball. You would be correct. Why? But I don't know. It pisses me off. There's, And I've said this, and for my friends and families and associates and acquaintances, I apologize. You've heard me say this 101 times over the 20-plus years I've been living here. There's a future Hall of Famer sitting somewhere in a town in Montana who will never get that chance to wear that jacket or be enshrined because we do not have baseball in high school. I don't want to hear about weather. I don't want to hear about field access. We are the third largest continental state in America. We have the space to play baseball. It kills me that I know athletes that are baseball players yep. that would love to play but can't give up a whole summer or half a year to travel that, or don't have the money or resources to hop in an RV or stay in hotels, you know, 22 times out of the year. Put it back into schools. Make it a public thing. Give some kids some, ex, some sports equity. And let's play ball. Let's play ball. On one hand, I think that a lot of the top baseball players get scouted at a, a high level because they are playing such a college-length season, so it's more mm-hmm. an applicable scout. But also, I think that there's some opportunities that fall by the wayside because colleges might just ignore, hey, they don't even have high school baseball. They don't even have the development of that. So mm-hmm. it, it always has been perplexing. I know this. I know I played baseball all the way through high school, mm-hmm. and – I played with many guys whose best sport was baseball that then went on to play a different sport in college just because Absolutely. they thought they didn't have opportunities. Yeah, and, and that's a blessing and a curse. It shows your athletic ability to transition to something and play on a, on a higher level. But it also squanders opportunities for guys to um, extend their opportunities to maximize on their, on their potential. And it's just, you know, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers or take things away from Legion or Maverick because I'm not. I don't want people to, to walk away from that or think that that's what I'm saying. Well, it's great. To, I mean, the, the the best programs in Montana, too, those coaches are doing a great job. I mean, They're an amazing job. I mean, the Billings Royals, the Missoula Mavericks, the Bozeman Bucks, those are all amazing outstanding programs. programs. And Helena Senators, obviously. Yeah, too. great programs, great guys, great families, great kids, know a lot of them, coach a lot of them in football. But my big thing is we have a lot of kids. We've got these great big schools. Why aren't we playing baseball more? I don't want to hear about weather. I don't want to because there's golf and tennis and track and softball going on at the same time. And if it's a Title IX thing, let's – Give us field hockey. You sure. know, like, cre- create something like years ago when the, the, the lacrosse boon started out here in the West. Create something else to create another boon and give someone else an opportunity to engage in a sport that they may not have had the chance to, you know, girl or boy, male or female or what have you. But I would bring baseball back to the high school level, man. There's kids out there that would make... Uh, make the sport really fun again. Um, it would re- ignite some high school rivalries. Like it just creates a whole new way of being for for a great sport. And I hate to say a dying sport in America due to popularity. It's our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank of Montana. Farmer State Bank helping Montanans prosper since 1907. A couple minutes left here in hour number one. We were talking about. The outrageous contracts that Kevin Durant and Josh Allen are about to sign. Kevin Durant with the Brooklyn Nets (laughs) of the NBA and Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills of the NFL. Well, this one is going to blow the top off of all of professional sports uh, to the tune that it's probably, it's not even being reported or speculated as what the number might be yet. But if this in fact comes true, 
I will be willing to bet that this is, will be one of the largest, if not the largest, transactions in the history of professional sports on the planet Earth. Paris Saint-Germain, the number one soccer club, the number one football club, as it football. were, in the capital of France, in Paris, is getting ready to offer Lionel Messi a three-year contract. How much? I don't. The, the, the numbers I'm not close. The numbers not being reported. I'll, I'll present that to you over under. I don't know how much you know about soccer and uh, the European Premier League, but the over under for this thing, I'll let you take a guess first because I already know what my over under would be. It's got to be over two hundred million. I think my over under for this three year contract for Lionel Messi would be three hundred twenty five million dollars. I, I think one hundred ten million dollars a year is what this is gonna gonna I, be close to. I I have n- no words for that. For three years. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's outlandish, man. But that's what these guys make, man. That's, I know. That's, the thing. It's it's just, it, that's it, just crazy, brother. I mean, if you if the, there's a perception that American athletes are the ones with the highest paid. No, no, no. No, no, no. These international uh, football guys that, uh, that play in the European Bank. Premier League. I mean, you're talking. Buku dollars. I mean, like Cristiano Ronaldo is going to make $65 million this next year. Uh, they also have the... Can I borrow a dollar? <laughs> no kidding. They also have... The way that it works, the way that the clubs transact, you have to basically... If you're going to take Lionel Messi, you're going to give him this contract, but you also have to, like, buy him from... You have to buy him club. out. And a lot of those guys have regional, like, contracts for, for, for their sponsorships and endorsements. Some of those guys have to get bought out of those contracts and then automatically guaranteed whatever regional, like, say, it's Diodora Shoes or something like that. They have to be guaranteed another equally sourced paycheck or exceeding what they're making in the region that they're in. It's a total different, no pun intended, ball game over in Europe. Leo Messi's last contract, which is just about to set to expire, this is why they, there might be an offer here from this Paris club. 555 million euros. That is $674 million. So my over-under of 325 just went out the door. Is very, very, very low. Leo Messi is... 34 years old. So I doubt he... And that was his last big contract. So I right. doubt he's going to get that 555 million euros again. But but he's going to get a lot of money still. He'll get it, but he might get like kind of like how baseball uh, athletes, they're paid for what they have done as opposed to what sure. they can do. There may be part of that too. Plus his name alone is going to put butt cheeks and seats. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's exactly right. That That's why you do it. Exactly. It's just like when David Beckham came to America to play for the Galaxy. He was washed already, but it doesn't yeah. matter because you're going to make all the money that you totally. pay him back just by selling Beckham jerseys. No, same thing with Jacksonville wanting to bring Tebow back. Like, you're going to make yep. more money off of him than you're going to pay him, and it brings in a certain contingency of people. Questions from around the Big Sky Conference. Rajim has some for me. We're going to break down Big Sky Conference football right after this. Hour one in the books. Hour two, Nuana is now coming at you hot. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.